Hey there, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review so your friends know that this is a show that they can learn from. Follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. What's shaking, Daniel? Oh, not much. How are you? Uh, are you going to release to the world this thing that you signed up for in your whatever state of mind? I guess. I mean, that makes me committed once we talk about it on the I podcast, it. doesn't Hence it? why I'm doing it. Oh, boy. What yeah, is it, so Daniel? In the quest for 8,000 cycling miles this year, which is a non-financial goal. Well, on the way to that, by the way, I'm, I'm approaching, uh, well, at the time of cutting this episode, approaching 800 miles for the year. Uh, so getting there. But... Gonna take a big chunk out of that this summer by riding the Asheville, Asheville, North Carolina, Grand Fondo. That's about a hundred miles up in the Blue Ridge Mountains. Boom! So that'll be fun. So hey, if you uh, if we actually have any DIY money listeners who actually also cycle and who are actually gonna be in Asheville for the Grand Fondo or just visiting Asheville around that time, give me a shout out. Let me know, and uh, we'll be hanging out around town. Uh, the wife and I, at least. Uh, so give us a shout out. Are you going to we'll wear your the woods. new DIY money cycle gear? I've not acquired that yet, but if somehow we get a sponsor who then sponsors a DIY money cycling team, I would be happy to wear that and uh, recruit some members for that team. I love it. The DIY money cycle team inquire through Instagram. DIY.money. Well, there you go. I'm excited uh, about that. I as I told you, I was following Daniel's Instagram page and he put up some post about something I didn't really understand most of the language. Uh, but I saw Asheville in there and I saw something about a race. And so I was pretty excited to, to be fair. It's inquire. not a race. It's grand Fondo. Most sure. of it is leisurely and there's four time sections, which you compete for time. So it's kind of a different format than your average, say marathon or 5k. Uh, is Fondo an acronym? Is it a cycling term? Is it, what is Fondo? It's a cycling term for kind of like a, sort of a quasi-leisurely or long ride. Fondo. 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 It's fun to say. It's probably European of some sort. Our, Fondo. Our international uh, listeners will probably tell me that I just butchered that, but that's okay. Fondo. You know what I'm going to say? Hmm. That's fleek. I'm still not young enough to understand that. Boom. All right, let's go. We got a great question today from Kayla. This is a little bit more in the weeds than our last one regarding the credit cards, uh, but this is good nonetheless and probably something that others are talking and thinking about as well. So, Kayla, what do you got? D-I-Y. Hey, Quentin Daniel. My name is Kayla. I'm from central Massachusetts, and I have a question about retirement accounts. My company offers both a traditional 401k and a Roth 401k, so it doesn't have the cap of a traditional Roth. I've been contributing 7% to the traditional 401k and 8% into the Roth. As I compare my yearly income now versus what I expect my yearly income to be in retirement, I feel like I'm still in a lower bracket now But what I'm confused about is my husband's income. Now that I'm married, our joint income is much higher and we're filing taxes jointly. So do I have to look at the total income of both of us and our total income in retirement for both of us? 
or should I still only focus on my income now versus my income in retirement? Thank you very much. Ooh, Daniel, this is CFP worthy. This is right in your wheelhouse. I expect goodness. What do you got? This is good. I really like this question because uh, Kayla was willing to legitimately ask a question on something she didn't understand tax related, which most people just kind of go along with and pretend that they know uh, stuff when it comes to taxes. When in reality, at least in my encounters, there's very few people who truly really understand when it gets down to brass tax, what's going on with their taxes and so forth. So uh, listen, Kayla. What you're talking about right now, it sounds like you were contributing to a 401k pre-marriage. Now you're married. Now you're looking ahead to try to figure out what the ratio of Roth versus traditional 401k contributions should be. Uh, For listeners who haven't been keeping up, the reason why we would look at that ratio, the traditional 401k contributions, just the standard 401k, is pre-tax money. You put money in, you don't get taxed on it. It grows. In retirement, you take it out. It becomes income you pay tax on it. So pre-tax now, but you pay tax on it later. Anything that's a Roth, Roth IRA, Roth 401k, et cetera, you pay your tax on it now, you stick it in there, it grows, you never pay tax on it again, barring fee, uh, any um, penalties uh, for not doing it the standard way, et cetera. But for all intents and purposes, pre-tax is the first option. You get a tax deduction now, you pay tax later. Roth, you don't get a tax deduction now. Uh, but you don't pay any taxes on it in the future. Now, uh, Kayla said that in her estimates, uh, make sure I'm not butchering this, Quint, in her estimates, her tax rate now is still lower than she anticipates it being in retirement, but what does she do about the husband or spouse's income, et cetera? So, yes, in answer to your question about how to calculate the income, one, you do need to combine them now because you're married filing jointly, is what it sounds like. And that will continue to be the case uh, throughout retirement. It, you will continue to married, file, and jointly. Your income will be pooled together to create a tax rate. So you want to understand the implications of that now and in retirement, what the projected tax rate for you will be, etc. Once you understand that, then I would look at your contributions plus the match. The match is always going to be a pre-tax contribution. You don't get to elect that. So if you have a 401k match, it's always going to go into the traditional or the pre-tax portion. So for your portion, then figure out what looks best. And the tough part about this equation is that you really can't estimate what your tax burden will be in retirement. You can estimate sort of your income where you'll fall on the tax bracket, but you don't know what's going to happen to income tax rates between now and when you retire. So a lot of planning at this point is sort of hedging and having a little bit in both pools, even though it might you know, it seems like it might make sense to go heavily one way or heavily the other. Uh, It doesn't hurt to be kind of diversified. It's another way to kind of diversify your retirement assets. Having a little bit at each pool, what that does when you approach retirement, you can kind of pick and choose each year which one you take it out of to benefit you the most from a tax perspective. Now, I will say the percentages that you gave are awesome. Uh, So kudos to that. Big high five, fist bump, whatever they do in the Insta and Facebook world these days. High five! Yes! That's awesome! But continue to do that and continue to raise it. I would say the the only uh, ancillary advice, which you didn't ask for, but I will say at some point, sit down with a financial planner, take a look at that, because as you grow your contributions to retirement, there is the potential, if you grow too high, I'm not saying this is the case for you or most of our listeners, but you might be giving up opportunity elsewhere to achieve other financial goals 
and so forth. So uh, at some point, just take sit down and have somebody walk through that calculation with you and uh, make sure that there's not anywhere else you might want to allocate that in your financial life. Fondo. This is one of those questions. This is why I chose this question is because these are times when I personally believe that it warrants a discussion regarding your specific situation with a certified financial professional that you can bounce ideas off of, run calculations, and try to the best of your ability to get as finite as possible. For example, how many deductions do you currently have? Do you have children? Do you not have children? Are you, in fact, in a lower tax bracket right now, despite having W-2 income, than you are projected to have during retirement without W-2 income? Here's the situation that I'm in. Uh, I decided, based on some very rough math, because so many things change so often, that I'm going to continue to contribute to an a uh, traditional 401k, not a Roth portion, to get the maximum tax benefit now. One of the reasons I'm doing that is because my goal is to build up non retirement assets that I can use at my discretion and work very diligently to push off the use of these retirement funds as long as possible to the point where I could possibly not even use them at all, only taking a required minimum distribution at 72 or beyond if the Congress continues to change that required minimum distribution rule. It's my belief from observation, watching other individuals, clients, etc., that taxes can be managed much easier when you have the flexibility of using assets that are outside of retirement accounts in addition to those that are within the retirement accounts. Now, again, well, Quinn, doesn't that mean I can then put a bunch in my Roth 401k and I can take it out and I have no taxes? Yes, it does. But it does mean that you're sacrificing that tax uh, advantage today. So ultimately, this is one of those unique situations. We, we continue to say this. Daniel said this a few uh, podcasts ago, and we're not bunting on this, there, but there is no general rule of thumb. Well, the rule of thumb is this. And my general rule of thumb regarding savings rate is at minimum to save 10% of your income. So bravo to you for that. Uh, you're already doing that. Secondly is to try and max out the contribution amount, 19500 at the time of this show, into that retirement account, whether it's the traditional or the Roth. Sounds like you might be doing just that. Bravo to you. If you're getting a match, again, you're getting that free money from your employer. Bravo to you. The other questions regarding where, how much, and why regarding those taxes it does require that little bit of, of finite calculation that can come from a CPA, a CFP, et cetera. That does not mean you're engaging with somebody who then is trying to sell you an insurance policy or try to convince you to put their money there, blah, blah, blah. No, it means just saying, hey, can you help me run through some actual financial scenarios to see, am I putting the right amount in here, am I not, et cetera, and get the financial professional's opinion based on the numbers and the calculations that you are looking at specifically. So that's why I chose this question, because this is a specific instance where I would say, you know what, here's some general ideas. This is some things to consider, as Daniel so eloquently and perfectly talked about. But the reality is, you've got to sit with somebody and run those hard numbers, and that will be time, 
and a little bit of money well spent. Daniel, anything else to add for Kayla? Yeah, I mean, I may be biased as a certified financial planning professional, but I think, you know, a lot of us, uh, I put us because I'm, you know, in my 30s as well, but in your 20s and 30s, uh, 40s even sometimes, you look at sort of sitting down with, whether it's a financial planner or a tax person or something, you're like, that just seems like a waste of money. Uh, But really, getting a little bit of advice and a good plan early on can do leaps and bounds for your sort of financial situation or any of those sort of facets, whether it's, you know, uh, tax stuff with an accountant or uh, actual plan with a financial planner. So uh, consider you don't need necessarily, you know, ongoing investment advice, potentially. You you might be fine with just creating a plan and being done, but consider going to letsmakeaplan.org. That's the CFP website where you can find financial planners. Uh, Obviously, we do financial planning, but you can find financial planners all across the country with that and uh, find one that can do it for you know, a flat fee, uh, sit down, develop a plan, you know, kind of create a relationship and, you know, see what they have to offer and go from there. That might be an investment that's really, uh, really well worth it for your future. Excellent. Thank you, Kayla. That was a great, great question. We'd love to know what you ended up doing, what the process was. Please let us know. Let us know in an email, et cetera. We'd be very curious and we can talk about that uh, on the air as well. We can give a little bit of a follow-up. Oh, here's the deal, friends. If you're new to the show, what Kayla did was dropped us a voice memo from her smartphone. She sent the voice memo to podcast at DIYmoney.org. That's podcast at DIYmoney.org. Well, what does she get in return? Boom, a $25 Amazon gift card from Will, the intern, who's going to send that to her via email. You can do the same. Again, just hit us up with a voice memo. And if we use it on the show, we will send you a $25 Amazon gift card. If you're new to the show as well, follow us on Instagram, DIY.money, DIY.money, or our ever-growing Facebook group, The DIY Tribe, The DIY Tribe. Private group. We'll accept you, though, if you request admission. Again, friends, the secret to wealth is very simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest and do it for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.